to Tunnel Talk, a No Facts, All Feelings Wrestling Podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Anne. And I'm Leah. Oh, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we had a couple of technical difficulties, but uh, hopefully things are going to go okay now. Uh, how's everyone doing this week? Good. Excellent. Everything's going right. Yeah. Fantastic. Just, wow. Absolutely no problems. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, I love to hear my co-hosts tell the truth, which they do easily and with ease. <laughs> I've got a nice little we have some... head cold for the first time in two years, yeah. and I'm really suffering, so I know I sound amazing, and I'm just going to blow my nose right into this microphone a few times, I think, and whoever's editing. That's perfect. It has it. the little, um, that's what the little soft microphone cover is for. Mm. It's for sneezing and blowing your nose into. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you, aside from having a cold, also had some fun this week. Do you want to start out by telling us about your, your internet, nope, not internet, real life activities. In <laughs> For once it IRL. was not an internet activity. <laughs> I <know. Yeah. laughs> f- I hope no one ever says to me, do you want to start out by telling me about your internet activities? <laughs> well, I don't. No, so. never. That's for me and me alone. Um, No, I got to go to an indie wrestling show this weekend, which was incredibly fun. I just had the time of my life. My friend Jeff um, told me about this. It was like this little indie wrestler, like a local girl was turning 17. And so she, I think her parents have some connections in the wrestling industry or something. But so they put together this like show in honor of her 17th birthday. um, And it was just like a stacked card. So like Jeff told me about it because Dante Martin was going to be wrestling. So that was pretty exciting. So I was like, yeah, I want to go. Marco Stunt was also supposed to be there, but he bailed at the last minute. Yeah. Well, he was doing his voice audition. I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) He's got a lot of irons on the fire. Moving into a new industry. Dante (laughs) is the kind of person where it's like when you hear about him being in a, like a small, because it was in a really small little venue. It was really small, even for Indies. Like I feel like there were like 50 or maybe 75 people there like yeah it just seems like he shouldn't be like allowed in that small a space because he needs yeah. to he's moving so much right. like yeah. I'm kind of like he needs a stadium that's the only <laughs> space that can contain him I know you need a very high ceiling and a lot of sp- yeah no he was sprawled at the floor at my feet like right you know I could have just stretched my little toes out and kicked him pretty easily for like a few minutes yeah okay well different place than I was going in yeah. my mind but sure you could have stretched your toes out and kicked him it's a very normal thing to say I think <laughs> yeah fine no worries uh, yeah but it was just so fun I've never been to like an indie wrestling show because we got into it in the pandemic and it was like yeah. super small and it was really like even just the like local independent people were so cool to watch and it was very like very interactive which was a lot of fun it was like like more like going to like an improv show or a stand-up show than anything except like if you've been to those they're incredibly awkward because they tell unfunny (laughs) jokes and then they stare you dead in the eyes and you're like I wish I was dead (laughs) Um, I love that due to the uh, due to factors other than the pandemic but pandemic being what I love that I haven't gone to an improv or stand-up comedy show in quite some time yeah it's been a long time (laughs) thank god we've chosen to love ourselves and not go to those anymore yeah Yeah, we but um because they're like not trying hard it was just like so entertaining and you're like the crowd's talking back to them you feel like you're part of the show um you know like a little girl at one point like she was like six or seven like went ha and then the wrestler was like are you laughing at me and she was like no (laughs) and like they had this back and forth for like five minutes it was super funny it was just like uh, just such a good time. You guys should totally go if you ever get the chance. Well, I definitely, some of my local friends have said they'd like to go to some smaller indie shows um, eventually. I mean, not eventually. They didn't say eventually. But that's how I feel, I guess. I'm like, <laughs> I can't really think about doing anything for the rest of the year. So sometime in 2022. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, oh, Effie was but- there too. Effie got way bigger cheers than Dante Martin too, which I was into. <laughs> Um, and well, I don't know if way bigger, but I felt like he got the biggest pop of anybody. Like, and, um, he's super good at working the crowd and it's crazy that AEW hasn't signed him already. That's my opinion. It's one woman's opinion. These are, these are the, these are our new hot takes. We're moving outside of our AEW circle <laughs> and finding other people to bring into our AEW circle. <laughs> Tony, bring all of our faves to the table. We're actually the talent scouts now. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. These three little Joey Janela and, and who we've scouted. Effie. Effie. No one's yeah. <laughs> And Danhausen. Guys, have you ever heard of Effie and Danhausen? <laughs> we know. There are these little indie talents. They're kind of obscure. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, look to us. We know what we're doing. Uh, great. Well, I love that. I'm definitely excited to hopefully go to a show like that someday. We're learning, guys. We're learning. We're moving out into the greater world of wrestling. And I'm very prepared to become experiencing a it. local wrestling fan. <laughs> I go to a lot of shows. So, <laughs> so we'll be getting some more, some more on-the-ground reports. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move back to our big boat of AEW. I can't explain what happened to my head. It's like we were out on a dinghy, but now we go back to the cruise ship. It's normal. It's fine. What I'm saying is good. Uh, this week on Dynamite, we were in Long Island, MJF's hometown. So that's going to kind of uh, be a big part of the conversation for the beginning here. Uh, show starts, MJF's music hits. CM Punk comes out instead of MJF and cuts a like juicy little talky mean boy promo in front of MJF's hometown crowd. Uh, Leah, you knew someone at the show, another on the ground reporter. We've got a lot of them. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about what she said about the crowd, yeah. et cetera? Our fr- uh, my friend Sarah, uh, you know, uh, she's from Long Island actually originally, and our other friend Nan decided to go. And uh, Sarah, Nan is a longtime wrestling fan, yes. right? Yes, 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 yes. Um, Does Nan live on Long Island? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they, they said so. Sarah, Sarah accidentally bought some tickets that came with something that said like Diamond Club or something like that, and she didn't know what it meant, and she like wasn't paying attention to it, and it meant that she had like they had a private bar and a private bathroom and also were with mjf's parents <laughs> and they, sure she said during the, the show <laughs> not during the show not during the show but it, no, like they okay. weren't like in the same seats but they were in the same section and like ran it like in the whole I, she said before the show mjf's mom was just standing outside like at that like little club area <laughs> which i'm envisioning being like when you pay for like an ex- like the delta special like mm, oh yeah like the lounge yeah club. i think it's essentially yeah. that <laughs> and she was just taking pictures with anyone who would ask and her, she was just beaming ear to ear and she was so clearly proud and so, so happy so yeah. Cute. yeah his dad was there too but she said she said mjf's mom was just like <laughs> your dad didn't give a shit it's <laughs> <laughs> not the way of dads um and she said so now so sarah went to all out with us and she went to boston with me and she said this crowd is cl- way closer to all out than it was our terrible boston crowd um, she said it was crazy loud and that when the um, MJF music uh, started, the crowd, like there was like a sonic roar. <laughs> and then when M- when CM Punk came out, everyone was like losing it, like just already ready to boo him. Uh. And she said there was like a crazy feeling in the air where like, we, like she was like, they knew the crowd knew that you're not supposed to boo like the faces and you're not supposed yeah. to cheer for MJF but they were going to do it anyway so there's this vibe of like we're so naughty we're the naughty <laughs> we're going to cheer for MJF and we're going to boo CM Punk and, and I love that yeah. so much Isn't that so funny I love That's that so visual sweet. I feel like yeah. on TV you could kind of see that too because people were like grinning so big it as they were booing the happiest crowd I felt like I'd seen in recent memory mm-hmm. at least like in the loudest because we yeah. could hear yeah. so much of what was happening which is not always the case and sometimes it's like it kind of sucks when you can't hear the crowd mm-hmm. yeah. uh they were very very present and it was yeah it was just like everyone was beaming in the <laughs> audience and it made me beam and my brother uh, texted me as yeah. mjf was coming out and was like uh baby face mjf is like the weirdest greatest thing ever <laughs> i was like yeah that is what we're experiencing right now and, well, it, is and it was like when mjf came out he did get that like he clearly yeah. was really emotional about being in front of the hometown crowd mm-hmm. and like he it looked really really, really just like actual nice man mjf for a minute and like kind of did his like drop to the knees thing but like again just still had the real actual expression on his face and then clearly was like okay gotta get it together <laughs> and be my bad boy self uh but it was incredibly sweet mm-hmm. to watch yeah it was mm-hmm. so cute I like when wrestling makes me feel good emotions. And <laughs> that's what I have to say about that. Did you guys like the the CM Punk uh, promo when he was he was working the crowd up? I think he did really good for three quarters of it, and then it felt like he kind of lost like the last bit. He was like rushing. He started rushing, and then the crowd ch- started chanting "Shut the fuck up," and that like <laughs> seemed to throw him. And he just like 
stopped interacting with the crowd and was like, anyways, I would fight MJF, but he's not here. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, interesting. I wonder if the, I wonder if the timing was off or something. He did see he mm. seemed to enjoy being the heel yeah. in yeah. general. Yeah, he like you could yeah. really see him looking around like, oh, this is what it feels like when they're being mad at you. Yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he was having the time of his life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was great. I know, and he called MJF an incel, which was delightful, and he was wearing a four-pillar shirt with Britt Baker on it instead of MJF. Loved that. Very mm-hmm. good. Yeah, completely loved that. Uh, so he and uh, MJF were fighting at Winter's Coming, is that right? That's, no? I don't think, I, I mean, I don't know if it was Not announced, officially. but that sounds right. No, because, no, because MJF, when is Winter is Coming? Two weeks from when now? When is Winter coming? <laughs> it's in Texas two weeks from now? I thought it was next two, week. It might be next week. I thought it was two weeks ago. If it's last next week. week, then MJF is fighting Dante, so they're not fighting yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, do you like listeners when you hear us kind of do the live math <laughs> on this kind of thing? Uh, well, let's talk about what MJF did do on the show. So he was fighting in the Diamond Battle Royale, which is where all the men fight for the the beautiful diamond ring, <laughs> uh, one of many great prizes in wrestling. <laughs> And uh, MJF, of course, has it now and loves to use it to punch people with. So he was defending, basically. And there were a lot of men in this match. (laughs) Uh, There were a lot of men. I, like, I have this cold, and I must have, like, zoned out for a second, but it was just, like, I was watching MJF's promo, and then all of a sudden I looked up, and there were, like, 30 men in the ring. I hadn't seen anyone enter. I was like, is this, like, a flashback? Like, are they showing me a clip of what already happened? It took me, like like a long time to catch up to what was happening it was very funny that he was the only one who got and i mean it was right it was a very jam-packed episode of dynamite he was the only one who got like an intro and everyone else did just show up in the ring (laughs) when there's that many men in the ring and these were a lot of them were like the really big boys the big hosses as commentary (laughs) likes to say uh it just looks like a little toy like it looks like the little um you know like toy ring that they put kittens in apparently <laughs> everybody did get an entrance during the commercial break because sarah oh, that said that sense. everybody oh. got everybody got their own music and got a little entrance but then it was like they're the, like they counted off the return for break and everybody was already in the ring for then that, that makes, makes sense, sense. Yeah. so that's what happened to me <laughs> i did look up <laughs> yeah. and i just started <laughs> we did get like halfway through this match and we were in like pitcher in pitcher and I was just like peering at it being like, wait a second, is Frankie Kazarian in this match? Is Lee Johnson in this match? I haven't seen these men up to this point. So it was pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, maybe, oh my God, how do we even want to do this? Uh, okay, let's start by talking. Hobbs and Wardlow had a little um, had a little <laughs> altercation. Mm-hmm. They were like, kind of like puffing up their boy chests at each other. <laughs> Love to see it. Uh, Leo Rush ended up eliminating Will Hobbs. Dante and Leo had a weird moment that we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, MJF eliminated Lee Johnson and Leo Rush, but at the expense of Wardlow, who he also threw out of the ring. Mm -hmm. So we did get a little bit of plot Mm -hmm. there. It's a real slow burn with the Wardlow tension. I like it. Yeah. I love a I mean, long running. <laughs> Take some time. I'm very interested in whether Wardlow is going to eventually find someone to team up with and that's how he's going to exit or whether Wardlow would exit and lone wolf it to start and then yeah. find a group. I'd love it if uh, Wardlow found some little friends. Like it seems like he, he like deserves some nice boys to be friends with like he should join the he dark needs, order <laughs> he needs to be adopted by some like very small boys mm, you know what yes, i mean and they can yeah. teach him like the gentle ways of small boys <laughs> i think what i'm saying is fine. you just want to see him next to some small boys all the time to make him look even bigger I think I'm trying to think of some like cartoon or something where there's like a big man who's like, I can never be like gentle and good. And then some like little gnomes teaching me yeah, can be like a giant. So if anyone knows, if anyone knows <laughs> what I'm thinking of, you just let us know. Tunnel Talk Pod on Twitter. Um, and then the other big <laughs> excitement of the match. So Dante is a member of Teen Taz. He has kind of, he's, he and Ricky are the only two left in the ring with MJF. Dante abruptly turns on Ricky, eliminates him. <laughs> so he and MJF are the victors and they're going to fight for the diamond ring 
at Winter is Coming. Crazy. So, and then he tore his Team Taz armband off, I guess. I don't think I saw that. Taz yeah. was wrecked about this for the rest of the night. Apoplectic. He, he did so not mad. get over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we have a contract. <laughs> what I'll say is, it makes no sense. It I don't <laughs> really doesn't. Yeah. It should not have happened that quickly. <laughs> no. I have no fucking clue what's happening with Dante and then oh so then we'll just quickly oh my god this match was crazy and it was like uh, everyone turned on everyone you so MJF and Dante shook hands Mm -hmm. which was like whoa this is weird and then Ricky Starks got back in the ring to beat up Dante Dante while MJF was leaving and MJF did a little thing where he was turning being like oh should I go back like in a real like should I be a good guy and help out way which was uncharacteristic and then made sense when he did go back to the ring and just started beating up Dante with Ricky Starks (laughs) so they were both beating up Dante and then CM Punk came out to save Dante from MJF and Ricky Starks that's I think that's all the action with the men in this one uh Dante who do you love? Who do you it's love and who crazy? Lo- it's what do you want? So <laughs> many double crosses and there've been so few pro- like Dante hasn't said a word to us the audience about what no. he's doing and he's not doing any face acting. And we're the that third character it. or whatever. <laughs> exactly. How am I supposed to be interacting with this? You tell me. Give me some cues. Yeah. I I, I mean I'm I honestly am completely bewildered. Uh, do I love him with my whole heart? Yes. <laughs> do I understand if he's still aligned with Leo Rush and this was their secret plan? No. Will I think it makes sense if that's true? No. <laughs> you know what would make sense? If it turns out what? that he's been, he's stayed aligned with my, Matt Seidel this whole time. <laughs> okay. Yes. That's the double-double that cross. Cut. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, and, but then to what end, you know? No, I like, don't. Are you picking? I don't know what the end is. I. <laughs> what does he want? I mean, like, maybe he allied with Team Taz, like, for this specific match to do the double cross. Except, like, you don't know that Ricky Starks is going to be at the end. Like, it doesn't make sense No, at all. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't make sense unless he somehow had defended Leo Rush in the course of the match, which I don't think he did. Right. Yeah. That could have. I don't think he did. Well, but he I remain interested. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I'll watch anything that he does, but I don't think that it adds up. <laughs> uh, let's move on to another match with even more men. It's not more men, but it's almost as many men. I think it's like, do you guys feel like Tony was like, I've got to get them all out for Long <laughs> Island for some reason? Yeah. It did feel that way. I mean, there are a lot, like a lot of wrestlers who are from Long Island, I guess, but. Yeah, it just Surely felt like, not. yeah, let's get 30 guys in the ring. Like, yeah, it'll be great. Right. Well, this match was the Acclaimed and 2.0, great combination, versus Jurassic Express and the Varsity Blondes, totally normal combination. <laughs> uh, very busy ring. I don't think anyone double-crossed anyone in this match, but Eddie Kingston did come out and pants Daniel Garcia, <laughs> and we saw a crack. Always exciting <laughs> I, I thought mean, it was gonna come down about farther it looked like he was really gonna he fold. was in the danger zone yeah. in a big way <laughs> it's funny with that uh, like just as I was watching it I was like Eddie like it, this was a planned spot so like did you all just always know he was gonna show crack <laughs> what like, else is you, he supposed you, to grab him by you know his <laughs> leg his little thigh his sweet little thigh maybe I don't know Man, um, by the way, at an indie match, you see so much man thigh real close up because you're right there in the front row and they're all just, they're wearing their panties there too, you know? You can kick it right with your little toe mm-hmm. if you want yeah. to. <laughs> uh, this match ended with oh, Max Caster getting snare trapped by Jungle Boy mm-hmm. uh, and he had to tap out. Uh, what'd you guys think? What, what did you guys think? What'd you guys think? He tapped <laughs> so quickly. Don't you think Max Caster was yeah. held in that snare trap for like five seconds? And he was like, no, I don't want this. <laughs> he doesn't like to be uncomfortable, no. which I, I think it's is true. such a good little heel characteristic. <laughs> he's not a tough boy. He's, he's a big talker and then he runs away. Yeah. 
Um, I liked what you said in the group chat about this, which it's the good guys versus the rat goblins. Just <laughs> 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 true. It really 2. was. 2.0 and Acclaimed were just like really fun together. They do have the same energy where they're just like, we're here to cause trouble. Uh, and we don't really care how we do it. And that was great. Mm-hmm. And Max Caster's rap was great. Uh, I mean, not like his best ever rap, but they're kind of all really good to me at this point. So. <laughs> I know. I just get so excited when he's going to rap and then I listen so ardently that I'm so happy afterwards. He did a Mario Cuomo. And he makes his little Andrew faces. Like he's just so pleased with himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's good. I like to, to watch my sons do their art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're doing amazing, sweetie. Uh, and he did call Jungle Boy out on his inability to do promos but he's been Mm -hmm. practicing a lot max so you might have to come up with a new Mm -hmm. new little bit well not anytime soon because he (laughs) is still pretty bad but was this so this is the part of the episode where i will confess i did not watch rampage this week because i was doing something else i was at a hanukkah party but uh then i never went back and rewatched it because i looked at the card and was like you can't pay me (laughs) (laughs) we don't get paid to do this show so Allie, that's really disappointing you have a responsibility okay no you now you step up to the plate too sister uh i thought rampage was great shut the fuck up (laughs) leah also didn't watch rampage i can't believe both of you guys bailed on rampage and i watched it I didn't even have didn't. an excuse because I was home. I turned it off <laughs> and I saw Sammy Guevara's entrance and said, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> it really was not a good episode. Like, what was the main event? It was like FTR. And yeah. Versus it was FTR, Pack. and I think it was Pac and Yeah. It was like, when I don't care about 75% of it, it's no. 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 Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, uh, but what I was going to say is, Anne, you did watch it. I did read that there was another JB, that there was a Jurassic Express promo, but it didn't sound like it was interesting. I don't remember it. So okay. I think it, it was, was more of the sick. same, you know, just. It was, it's read the exact same on the AEW recap site is that Christian Cage again was like, I'm going to get you boy th- boys, those tag team belts or yeah, whatever. Basically. And I was like, the more you say it the more ominous it sounds. Yeah. Well, so. and he definitely has a vibe of like, now that I'm with you and it's like, poor little Marco stunt where I'll just pretend he never existed. And I know like, he has to go on the boys now. So <laughs> I hate it. It would be so funny if somehow Marco stunt becomes very successful and he like Kelly Clarkson's this whole thing. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I liked his little song that he did on the waiting room very much. Actually. Uh, I hope that Marco Stunt gets to be as big as One Direction. (laughs) (laughs) They all laughed. Uh, There was also a little post-match melee here where Eddie stalked backstage and Ortiz was trying to talk him down from a little rage. And you couldn't hear anything that he was saying because the crowd was so loud, which I loved. And then uh, he got into another skirmish with 2.0. And apparently Garcia screamed Buffalo at the end, <laughs> which I assume means they're going to fight in no, Buffalo. Garcia, no, Garcia is from Buffalo. And I have now watched at least two, <laughs> if not three interviews <laughs> with Daniel Garcia, where he explains that he's from the mean streets of Buffalo and that <laughs> Buffalo is a very dangerous place where like he was on AEW unrestricted and Aubrey was like, should I go to Buffalo? And he was like, only if I'm with you or if you bring like <laughs> oh someone God. big. Oh, no. like, I don't know a lot about Buffalo, but I didn't know it was the East Coast Compton, which is like, his entire <laughs> Buffalo has a hockey team called the Buffalo Sabres. Wow. I think. I think. You're just a little sports girl, aren't you? Really, the mean streets of almost any city in America sounds pretty ridiculous. <laughs> like, I feel like when yeah. with Moxley, they were like, he's from the mean streets of Cincinnati, Cincinnati. And you're just like, I'm sure there's bad parts of Cincinnati, but like, I don't know. There's, this is us. We're the level-headed. We're like, there's bad parts of every city. Yeah. And that's... The That's I just can't stomach issue. I can't <laughs> stop thinking of Mox and Eddie when they gave that promo and they were like, Where are the young the young bucks from? The mean streets of Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> Rancho Cucamonga. Well, I think that the AEW recaps, A, they're insane. So I I had to check them to try and figure out what men were in what matches. And they're just like every other sentence. Sometimes every sentence has an exclamation point after it. I so feel like they haven't always been because I think I've read other ones and they weren't deranged like that. But what you were copying in for us was like, good God. This was the first week that I was like, what is happening here? And it 
honestly does not seem, as you said, outside the realm of possibility that Tony Khan was like, I do it all and I do this too. And I am very coked up right now. He's editing Dynamite himself. He's editing Dark. He's editing Elevation and he's right in the recaps. Like while the, while Elevation is processing, that's when he's like slamming out these recaps. He's like us uh, yeah, writing the podcast crazy. descriptions after we've edited it while it's buffering. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't even remember what I was saying about that. Uh, oh, I think they should just provide some context because when, when I read Garcia screamed Buffalo at Kingston and pointed his finger in anger, <laughs> I assume that that must be relevant to like when they'll fight again. But I like that. It's just that he likes Buffalo. <laughs> All right. Uh, this was the big excitement for me of dynamite this week. The young bucks fought Rocky Romero and Dustin Chucky T uh, Dustin said on Twitter that it was his 20th anniversary of when he started doing uh, wrestling training, which I was like, it's very sweet that you know that. Yeah. Uh, this match absolutely slapped. <laughs> <laughs> this match was proof that Tony does love us once in a while. It was so uh, good. He's like, you like it more when you have to wait for it, ladies. Mm-hmm. And we're like, don't say that to us. But yes, <laughs> yeah, I did true. like this because I waited for it. But also because the best friends in the elite – can feud forever. Forever. Yeah. Because they know what they're doing, baby. <laughs> I hope that Best Friends in the Elite uh, feud as long as they feud with Jungle Express because I deserve that. Yeah. I agree. And it should we be. All do. We've been very good this year. Exactly. At least as long as Best Friends feuded with um, Hardy Family HFO. Office or what was the terrible. Miro, I guess, before that. <laughs> what was the yeah. terrible? We Miro. liked a lot of the Miro feud, but it, the, pacing the pacing was not was, what it could have been. There was, was some filler in there. Yeah. Um, what were the highlights of the match? What do we like? Uh, I'd, like I, I'm having trouble thinking of coherent things that I like because I was <laughs> okay, happy let's the talk whole about, time. Let's start with outfits, Leah. What did you like about the outfits? So the lights were uh, better uh, than it was in the pay-per-view, and we got to see their little patchwork on the pink. Like, you got to see <laughs> the back in the pink blender of their pink. I their- really enjoy the pink, although it is always disappointing when they wear the same outfits twice, but, you know, still. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> Brandon Cutler's wife cannot keep up with their pace. No, and it's like maybe Matt also is like, let's take it easy. I can't do any more fittings. He was having a cranky week. He's like, we'll just go back to the pink. I love the pink. Uh, I think that they both get a little like extra like Pepto-Bismol in their step when they're in that pink too. I mean, they were acting jazzy. There were some bacaws coming out of Nick, yes. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of bacaws. (laughs) And then Matt was doing those when he was just doing those like flips and then he landed in his like fighter stance i don't know what it was but i was just like you are a little beef you're a little beef boy. <laughs> i like that just both tiny. of them lost their head uh, headbands so early mm. and so then they just had like crazy like hair that they had to keep whipping out of their face oh. <laughs> i know i like when they stopped in the match to go kiss their boyfriend adam cole on both cheeks i know adam cole not in the match they had to like dive out of the ring so they could give him his kiss they all were beaming. They just kept <laughs> so like pointing happy. at him, like basically being like, our boy, our beautiful boy. <laughs> it's when you see people happy, you feel happy. I think that's science. Yeah. 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 It's true. Uh, Matt did some move where he like clawed, and I'm sure it was a reference to something. It felt like it was a reference to something where he clawed rock- Rocky down his back and then was so mm. visibly pleased with himself and like looked <laughs> into the camera and was making clawing action at, uh, <laughs> motions and was like, ain't I a sucker kind of faces. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> love him. Uh, Dustin also did some really good wrestling. I thought it was like, like it was a real mm-hmm. like big Big man does big moves. Yeah. Vibe. And he looks so uh, big next to the Young Bucks, too. It was like, that's that's my big boy. That's my big that's, hunk boy. That's my big deceptively strong man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because he and what was that move that he and uh, Matt did? It's like, this is so funny whenever we, we try to describe actually what they're doing in wrestling and it turns out we don't know anything. Mm-hmm. It's like when he flipped, he flipped and then he flipped Matt and then Matt flipped him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just like to watch it with my eyes. That's all. He did do a bunch of good moves off the top rope and like, mm-hmm. like flipping onto and onto the two, like the bucks. It was good. He looked fantastic. Yeah, he go through yeah. rope. He yeah. go over rope. They were doing a lot of weird rope stuff mm-hmm. in that match. 
Is that the one that I'm thinking of? I think so. Did so oh yeah, Rocky Romero did that move where he was like between the rope. I thought that looked really cool. He actually. did. He looked like a, like he was like a little sloth for a second. Where he was, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and the young bucks did a lot of dragging dusting around and then jumping on his prone body too like while he was hanging from the ropes and stuff so that yeah. was and times. we almost never get to see p- people abuse dustin's prone body mm. it's always ocs which is how the match ended so uh they got the pin or they, they did something to rocky melt they melt or driver rocky and then uh they were beating up orange cassidy of course that's his favorite thing <laughs> he needed yeah. uh they have him flat out on the ground adam cole this was very funny was just kind of like gesturing at him and being like i knocked him out to the young bucks like <laughs> i did such a good job i found him uh and then they were gonna do a triple bte trigger on him but who show up? But Sue Best in band with Greg. Greg's back. Greg's back. Greg and shaved his head, and I'm into it. I've- I think he. I think he had to do it too because he did have a real receding hairline issue. So it's like he. I think he had reached the point where he had to make a decision yeah. about that. Those headbands head kept quite falling working. off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. So I think he did good. I think it. I like. Th- I like it. The the shave head. He was looking very tight. Like some, yeah. you know, when you see Greg and you're just like, there's really not a kind of a wasted bit of body. It's all very <laughs> tight muscle. But I yeah. think, I think he must have cut down on the steroids because he's also looking like, like smaller, trimmer, but like not yeah. in a bad he way. He looks good. He looks and really I hope good. you stay off because we can't pop that titty again, Greg. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm worried about you being back already. I'm sure that the doctor says it's okay. I'm sure Tony says it's okay. And what doctor and Tony says goes, but... <laughs> We cannot have round three of this no. where you come back and then we don't see you again and then you're out injured. Yeah. So we need to be very careful, Gregory. Because <laughs> when did he go out? Was it like April or May? I think it's somewhere. I feel like he came early. back in like April and then was out again like a month later. Yeah. And I think it was like he was out almost immediately, really. Like yeah. it might not have even he, been a full. Yeah. He had month. one yeah. match with Penta. <laughs> So I'm saying right now that Greg is Penta, not allowed away. to fight a member of Death Triangle <laughs> because fucking Death Triangle always harms too, them. Too dangerous. Did you guys watch too dangerous. those interviews where he was talking about how he like his neck bones had like all grown too big and were giving him sleep apnea and like what yeah. was the other thing? It sounded dark. Oh, he couldn't swallow. <laughs> like great. Yeah. I'm glad uh, you had yeah, surgery, buddy. I didn't love that where he was talking about like jerking awake because he couldn't breathe. I didn't love that. But also it was very funny because I read like a fightful heading or something to the story. But the phrasing was really weird. I'm not going to be able to think of it. But where it's like it sounded like it was going to be it was like AEW star like Trent uh, admits to having sleep apnea or something like it wasn't that but that the phrasing as you read it you were like oh my god what is this going to be and then you get to sleep apnea and you're like fightful you need to calm the fuck down because there's a lot of stuff going on in this world and I'm trying to process it all the time and I can't be getting nervous as I read headlines about my faves seriously especially Greg who we know how fragile his little body is so I know I know take care of yourself Greg it's so good. I'm glad Sue always drives him back too. It's just yeah. It's and Sue got to bit. come in for the hug this time. And anyway, Greg, I need to see you wrestling on the reg mm-hmm. because I'm assuming you're well now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was gonna say something else. No idea. I don't know. Did you guys see okay. that Sean Ross Ross Sapp was like, uh, "Hey, Rocky, can you confirm whether or not Sue is a member of Chaos as well?" And Rocky was like, <laughs> "She is." <laughs> yeah, and that's on the Wikipedia now, which I love. Nice. <laughs> Sue's um, having such a good time. Yeah, just delightful. I'm so mad that I can't think of what I was going to say, but I'm sure that it wasn't interesting or smart. So. <laughs> I don't think any of us should worry about it. (laughs) Um, uh, So this is just a little light check-in on what's going on with the women. Uh, On Dynamite this week, Ruby was doing a backstage promo that got interrupted by the Bunny and Penelope Ford, which turned into her beating both of them up. But then Nyla dive-bombed her and was beating her up. And then Ty Conti and Anna Jay showed up to rescue her. So, Leah, can you confirm? Is this this is this match scheduled for yeah, Rampage or something? It's for it's for Rampage, which everybody will have watched it by the time they hear this. But for us, it is tomorrow night. 
Um, yeah. And it, this got, and Rampage got filmed at the Long Island yes. show. So yeah. I think it's probably already happened. Yeah. But um, yeah. So the Bunny, Penelope, and Nyla versus Ruby, Ty Conti, and Anna J. Which, I mean, let's. There, there are alliances that seem very solid. Like, obviously, like, Penelope and the Bunny are, like, you know, BFF and Anna Jay and Ty Conte are. But it's kind of weird to me that, like, AEW is not good at, like, developing, like, keeping consistent storylines for the women. Because there was, like, yeah. why if you were going to have Ruby need help, and they literally just had that, you know, the moment where, like, Chris and Ruby hugged, like why can't Chris come out? And then they like yeah. Chris and Chris and red velvet tagged on dark. It could have, instead of Anna J and Ty Conti, it could have been Chris and red velvet. I really thought Chris think, was going to, too. Like that was the person who like made the most sense right. to me. Yeah. I've been watching I, this show. <laughs> so like, yeah, <laughs> I think in your notes, Leah, I think you identified the right, the thing that's going on, which is that they are trying to, like give the women equitable time on the big TV shows, but they don't have many women's matches. So there is like a little bit of a thing where with a men's feud, we would see like, we would see the same people do various, you know, versions of fighting each other for a while, but because they're trying to get like all the different women, their little bit of time, then they won't do that. And that's why we won't see like, okay, now we'll do a different iteration of like Chris and Ruby on the same side fighting someone else is because they're, because they're like, well, we just had them fight. So now we're trying to get some other people on the scene, which sucks. Like it's, it makes sense to me what's happening and it's not good for developing the narrative that you need. No. And then I feel like it spirals where it's like the women's storylines just aren't as good. So like, that's why they don't get enough time, but it's like, it's the time that makes them not as right. good, you know, right. and you're shortchanging it. Snake so. eat head. Right. Yeah. I will s- eat tail. I will Snake say eat its tail. In, can eat its own head. I will say in general, <laughs> it I, tries hard. <laughs> I approve of like the women having six, person matches because like yes especially because they're so a lot of them are are so like green that like it's a good way for them to get time on television wrestling it without having to carry the whole thing so i'm like yeah you can keep doing this that's i mean the six the six person i'll, I'll allow that yeah yeah i agree well i'm i'm ha- i'm happy to see this match i actually have no you know i think i'm gonna enjoy this and i think this will be a lot of fun personalities mm-hmm. In the ring, uh, I did just think it was a good point about some of the development problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, we also saw Jamie Hayter fight Riho on Dynamite, uh, and this is a I, so I this is a precursor. Britt fought Riho. Let me just be if I'm getting this right. Britt fought Riho. Riho was trying to if Riho won, she got the chance to fight Britt for the title, and she did win. Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. She did win. Yep. So now. Riho fought Jamie Hader just because Jamie Hader's a lackey, but then she will fight Brit yeah. again. Yeah. It is very Nailed funny it. how a lot of times you have to beat the person to get the title shot to beat the person. It's like you have to win by two. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, no. Well, that's I guess that's the that's like the end of tennis, right? It is tennis, no. yeah. Or I it mean is tennis. Tennis in general, kind you of. have to win by two. Yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. you get to do so and then you gotta get the wow. <laughs> It's also I don't know. I'm, it's also funny to me how wrestling does booking because like Brit doesn't want to fight Riho and like she was like bitching about it and like Tony is making her but she unilaterally was like well Riho has to fight Jamie first and like that she was a- she's allowed to just announce that match and be like I'm saying that Riho has to fight Jamie but she herself I've- can't get out of the Riho how match. much control does Tony have here <laughs> I like that I like the idea of the world of wrestling as like people can enact control and if they don't get pushback then it's okay but that tony is like a god like he just comes in sometimes and is like oh actually no to that and actually yes to this but then it's like other times maybe they shouldn't be getting away with things but tony's busy he's asleep he's asleep and he's just like oh i didn't see i guess it's okay I really enjoyed this match. I always like I just always like watching Jamie Hayter fight. She looked really good in on multiple axes. And that's all I'll say about that. Allie, what would you uh, say your favorite part about Jamie Hayter's um just her personality? Her personality. Okay, great. Yeah. Just her beautiful personality. That's what I expected. That's what I expected yeah. you to say. 
everyone knows that about me that i love her person that i love Paige. my should have been my wife Paige. uh i also just think though she's like a fun wrestler like again i don't i feel like i'm always saying stuff about the women and then i read one thing that's just like she's bad at wrestling actually and i'm like i guess i don't know but to me she looked good yeah um and Riho ended up pinning Jamie this was another thing Leah that you pointed out and I think it is really true I thought they both did a pretty good job in this match but that sometimes with Riho it does feel like the larger women struggle a little bit with like doing good selling Mm -hmm. yeah which this is where the acting part of uh of wrestling is coming into play Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. like you got to be able to do a lot of different things and yeah you got to make me believe that that tiny little girl can throw you down (laughs) like please try a little bit harder (laughs) and I was thinking about it a little bit because I was like who's small and when and I always believe it and it is Darby and it's like because Darby's energy is so fucking feral where you're just like it's like when Darby beats someone you're just like yeah it's a miracle that anyone ever doesn't just like lie down and give in when this crazy animal is leaping all over them I'd love for some of the women to bring a more feral energy to wrestling ladies let's get fucking freaky yeah that being said I like Riho and I thought this was good and Brit afterwards clearly very upset at her lackey's defeat, got into the ring and was lockjawing Riho, <laughs> which just, is like, a very trying to fuck her up. Funny move to do, like outside of a match. I know. <laughs> like, give me the glove. It, <laughs> it is kind of like it's like, is that going to have a long term impact? Like, it's like it works in the match because they don't like it and they have to tap out. But like, what is the what is the long term harm, Brit? I would break her leg or something. Yeah, where I were you? Right. It's true. Not stick hand in mouth. Yeah. And as I was thinking about it, like, you're right. It's because they tap out. I was like, why do I feel like it works in the match and not outside the match? Is it like it's magic in the ring? But no, it's just like <laughs> tapping out is the thing. <laughs> Even though yeah, they do try to like, do it after the match sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- and maybe that's the magic, mm. you know. Uh, and then also in the women's division, Jade was on Rampage and... I believe, again, I didn't watch Rampage, but it sounds like she pretty quickly squashed Janaikai. It was pretty uh, bad, yeah. Or, I mean, it was over pretty quick, yeah. And then uh, Thunder Rosa, who was on commentary, got mad and ripped off her headset and her earrings and charged her. And uh, they had a little scuffle, and I assume that they will fight at some point because they are both in the in the finals for TBS Champion. Yeah, Sarah um, d- has not given me any spoilers with Rampage oh, okay. on my Ooh. orders, but she did say that Thunder Rosa and Jade had a very, very good promo on uh, Rampage and went back and forth. She said Jade did a great She's like, of course, Thunder really? Rosa did a great job because she's Thunder Rosa. She's like, but Jade did pretty well. So I'm like excited to see that. Okay. That's good. I'm very interested in that. I am hoping that means that she does something new in the promo that I haven't seen before. Yeah. Apparently, it's in the ring. Oh, it's oh, it's in the ring. Okay, is Mark Sterling there? He's there, but he wasn't speaking. Oh, okay. okay. We silenced Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Very interesting. This when the man is silenced, my ears do perk up. This this uh, section is going to be very funny because this is hearsay that I have heard. But by the time people listen to this, they will have already seen it. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, Yeah. you idiots. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay guys we have it again we haven't seen it yet we are just using our sources to our sources. make things up we've got a minds. lot of insider knowledge so yeah. don't worry about that <laughs> we've got knowledge we've got dreams and we've got imagination baby uh well i can't wait to see that uh the main event of dynamite was john silver versus brian danielson this was kind of weird as a main event because so much had happened yeah. that I was just exhausted like really happily exhausted where I was like I've seen a lot of stuff I really liked and it's not that I don't like this and I like both these men but I am actually quite tired Tony yeah. and I don't have a lot to bring to the table anymore um Sarah said that like the crowd stayed hot the entire show but every like everyone popped big time for John Silver He's a he's a little oh, really? he's a little Long Island boy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said they said she said that they they like absolutely lost it. Like when Brian Danielson came out, people cheered from him for him. But the second he started wailing on John Silver, they were like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> I love that wrestling. I mean, wrestling is it seems like it really benefits when people have like intense 
hometown pride mm-hmm. and also it's like about the personality of the hometown in terms of how they express it because it's like Minneapolis during the pay-per-view was like popping for people from Minneapolis but like from Minnesota I mean but like not that yeah crazy <laughs> and it was kind of like guys this is I don't even like I just live here I don't I'm not from here like you guys should be bringing a little more energy yeah. it's your yeah. I feel like Long Island might get more intense about being Long Island because they're by New York and they're always getting, you know, like that sort of like we get shit on as the little brother of New York City. So, yeah, yeah. little New Zealand to exactly New York, Australia. That makes sense. Um, Well, I'm glad they got their special little show for Long Island boys (laughs) then. This match was good. It was fine. Uh, I liked it. Sometimes I just look at John Silver and I'm like, wow, it's crazy that that's your body. I know. Like, oh. just the- <laughs> this was a match of weirdly shaped men. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Two very different varieties, which is nice. It's nice when you get to see just a couple of them <laughs> together and you're like, wow, y'all weird. <laughs> I do feel like John Silver probably must do a lot of steroids, but it's like he's so yeah, short absolutely. and like, good for him for making it work. You know, Marco Stunt's gotten, I keep bringing it up, but you know, thrown right off here. Well, Marco but- Stunt is much smaller than John Silver. <laughs> and that's the expert analysis you only get from our pod. <laughs> no, well, you know what? It is, this has been our mainstay. The relative sizes of men is very important to us in a way that it's not that's to other true. podcasts. So yes, Marco is smaller than John Silver, who is smaller than Brian Danielson. <laughs> and you hear, heard it here first. You heard it here first. People are going to be listening to this like, why is Marco Stunt coming up in this part of the conversation at all? Because, just because. No. Uh, Brian Danielson's kicks have gotten so fucking scary since yeah. he went into heel mode. I It is... I mean, it's impressive. It is impressive. I do find his wrestling sometimes like a little bit upsetting, like with his submission holds and stuff, just because it looks like he's really going to like rip someone's arm right out of their socket, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I I think that we can't get into it too deeply because we've gotten into it the past couple of weeks, but I'm worried that more and more I'm like, I actually hate heel Daniels. (laughs) But it's not, I don't know. I think it's just that I have an idea in my mind where I'm like, it's he just to me seems like he would be better and more interesting if he was like kind of scary but you didn't feel like you knew for sure if he was bad or good and that like him being on his absolute worst behavior is like less scary and more hammy and I like hamminess I'll always defend it but that he has the ability to be like really unsettling in a genuine way and that this isn't that that's true. I think he has like a very um like kind of stern energy sometimes yes. that can really yeah, be definitely scary cuz it's like it can be in the service of good or the service of bad, but even when it's in the service of good, it has a little bit of like the principle kind of he could get on you, you know. Or like a little bit like I go to the co-op and like I'm trying to you know, look for a product and I ask him for help and he works at the co-op and then he's like did you know that that has animal byproducts in it <laughs> and I'm like really scared because I'm like fuck I've talked to the vegan worker and now I'm in trouble with this vegan and oh, I yes. am in trouble with him and I can't buy what I want anymore I have to get nutritional yeast instead and actually I can never come to this co-op again yeah I'm like oh no or I'm like really trying to figure out like what his hours are right. I'm like I have to on my calendar know like when he works at the co-op and I'm like I actually can't go when Brian Danielson is working because yeah. He scares me yeah. into buying stuff I don't want. Well, and I had half forgotten that he's like vegan and all that, but you put your finger on it. Like that's this exact scary energy. It's a scary yeah. vegan energy. <laughs> yeah. And it, you're just like, I really try to be good. Don't look at me. Like that. <laughs> it's hard to be ethical in early stage capitalism, Brian Daniels. <laughs> but he's, his energy is like, it's not hard for me because no. I always know the right thing to do. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I, f- I just feel like I guess that is my ideal version of Brian Danielson. And he is, is, I think, is being a good heel, but he's not my mommy's perfect heel. Yeah, actually. Yeah. 
And that's why, you know, it's developing. My opinions are developing and changing hugely every week. I never <laughs> say the same thing twice. They are. And it's just not an organic healness, you know, like we can see no. Tony Khan's little marionette strings and yeah. you know, we know it's they like, had again, to do it, you get but... this mad about hangman. Hangman yeah. probably is also vegan secretly. <laughs> like right. you know what I mean? That's an ethical like, little he definitely cowboy. understands why you would be. Mm-hmm. He's into like beyond meat a lot. He's like, This is the future. Mm-hmm. So it He's doesn't make sense. To Bernie, like, come on. Exactly. They're ethically aligned. That's what it is. They're ethically aligned, and we know that. Mm-hmm. So then we don't, there's no core, clear thing where you're like, it makes sense right. that they are so mad at each it's other. Like, no, it doesn't talking, make you're sense. Like, sure, you're bringing me along, but then, like, any step back, you're just like, this is insane, actually. They would go to a march together. <laughs> they, would. They, would, they would get together before the march and make signs to take to the march together. <laughs> That's just. You can't convince me Mm -hmm. that the men don't like each other. Yeah. Ethically aligned. They take their little babies to the park together before the march and then they carry them on their shoulders in the march. Oh my goodness. Yes. (laughs) I want to see that very much. I do too. Okay. We got a little speed round here at the end. Uh, Cody came out to talk to Sammy Guevara and to say in kind of a cocky little way uh, Tony scheduled a little match for me to challenge you for the TNT belt around. It was it was like a Christmas match or something. Am I making this up? Uh, I don't. I don't. It could no, have. No. I don't remember. <laughs> it's like Christmas wasn't mentioned, Allie. Well, <laughs> it might have been. It could have been. Yeah. It could have been. I can't say that it wasn't. I was. I think during this point, I was just very focused on how much they were booing him that I wasn't actually listening to him. <laughs> Is Christmas? Mm, I wonder if there's going to be. I think the twenty third is a Wednesday. I. F- I think Christmas that is Saturday, is but I th- oh Christmas is Saturday, so I mean, th- Thursday. Yeah. Well, we can't do this math on the podcast. No. Uh, don't do know. Your own Googling, anyway, people. <laughs> Cody will challenge Sammy, um, and then he did a little feint towards the heel tunnel and like a little winky, like not right now, and then went back out the face tunnel. Awful. Uh, uh, Cody, you know. I feel like I just can't devote any brain power to like whatever Cody is doing. It's just like irritating me. Yeah. It's annoying at this point that I'm like, I don't know. I don't think anything has happened with Cody that hasn't been like pretty much what I thought kind of was going on after a certain point where I was like, you know that people are responding in a certain way. So you're trying to play with it in a certain way. And I don't think I like the way that you're playing with it. And so now we've reached the point where it's like very much like it's a work. Cody's working everybody with his little heel. Like it's even differenter than any heel thing you've ever seen before. (laughs) It's more interesting than any of that. And it's like, it's not interesting, Cody. I just don't like your personality and the way that not your real life personality, which I think is fine probably, (laughs) but the personality that you bring to the wrestling ring I just don't enjoy it. And I am finding you very tedious. And it's like, just go be a bad boy if you want to. Like, I would like you more. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. like it more. Yeah. I don't want to be challenged in this way. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if I'm going to put my brain power to anything in wrestling, it's not going to be like, Cody, and if it's a work and what he's doing heel-wise, it's just like, yeah, make make a decision. His- I'd love to say that I'm not putting my... I, clearly, I'm thinking about it quite a bit. I seem to always want to discuss it, but... <laughs> So in that sense, so it's effective, but I'm not buying merch, Cody. Mm. I'm not buying merch and I'm not talking you up to my friends. I'm saying stuff to my friends like Cody sucks. <laughs> Can you imagine so, buying Cody merch? Like what kind no. of people are out there? I, I think you'd be able to arrest someone. <laughs> <laughs> I think that should be an arrestable offense. And I'm going to send a letter to Joe Biden. <laughs> Cody's back did look fucked up with those burns and stuff. And his arm. I think that's why I didn't hear much of what he was saying because it was just like, that's <laughs> distressing. Yeah, I agree. It didn't look good. No. Um, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky also came out. To, they were up in a little rafter area or something. Not rafters like Darby. They were up they in They love to be box. in their little balcony <laughs> doing yeah. little balcony. Waldorf and yeah. Statler yeah. <laughs> promos. Just like... Oh my God, they're like the Statler and Waldorf um, 
you know, it's like young Inspector Morse. Like it's oh, like back in time. Like yeah. when they were like young, cool gay. <laughs> <laughs> young hotties out on the town. Shirt, young hotties. Shirt unbuttoned down to here. <laughs> <laughs> and they were looking very good. I don't, I literally don't even remember what they were talking to Sammy about. It just seemed like pretty much more of the same. They did mention Dan Lambert. Did I miss something? Because everyone was really upset. <laughs> because we don't want to see Dan Lambert again. I didn't actually get the impression that I was necessarily going to see Dan Lambert again. I was just like, you love talking about your father lover, I guess, your <laughs> MMA father lover, Dan Lambert. Don't smirch the name of father lover like that. <laughs> I don't know how he... Fe- I think he probably takes it seriously. I have to give credit where credit's due. <laughs> Do you think that he has their best interests at heart, really? I don't know. I don't think he doesn't. I think he... I don't know, Ian. I don't know. I don't know what the truth is. You're right. Question, father, lover, question mark. Does that make you happy? Sure, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to investigate and see what kind of man Dan Lambert Okay, is. great. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> this is a great use of my time. It seems fine. Don't worry about it. Next I thought they week. did say Dan Lambert's coming back, but I oh, could did be they? wrong. Yeah, yeah. I think, God. I think Ethan literally said, Fuck. you will be seeing Dan Lambert again. No. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I, God damn it. Guys. I was, well, that's very funny though, because that is the kind of thing that I would just miss and be like, I don't know why everyone's so upset because I optimistically think nothing bad will happen. <laughs> right. Fool me once, fool me a thousand times, Ethan. I was excited because when he when they first came out, Ethan was like mad because he was like, "Oh, Cody just gets a title shot. He just gets the yeah, challenge." Right. Do you know how hard I had to work to get a challenge, and he just gets one and I was like yes you should feud with Sammy this will be fun I'm very excited and then he just kept talking and I was like this is fun this is good and he was like and Dan Lambert he's coming back you'll see him and I was like fuck (laughs) you (laughs) oh no Ethan why are you doing this to us we do nothing but love you I know. It's like, is Dan Lambert, is this tied into the body image stuff? Oh, like God. He's got, a, he's got a lock on your body. <laughs> Am I on to something here? <laughs> I, I hope not, but maybe. Also, okay, well, also Sammy's yeah. hair looked more ridiculous than it's looked in a long time. <laughs> I think I try not to look at it anymore. Like, it's like I've just blurred it. I've blurred it because I don't like it, it just, so much. It just gets taller and taller every <laughs> every week. I hate it. Sammy has some of the worst in-match hair in that company. Mm. And I am worried that no one has said anything to him. Like, it really troubles <laughs> me that I'm like, you purportedly have friends, but Fuego del Sol won't tell you that your hair looks dumb when you wrestle. <laughs> well, then he's not your friend. That's not friendship. That's not not friendship we also saw (laughs) the varsity blondes came out with julia hart i think maybe to do a promo or something i sometimes you don't know why people come out uh lights go out i was like this can't possibly be what i think it is (laughs) lights come on malachi black is there in his beautiful big skull mask (laughs) Uh, immediately, no words exchanged. He just spits his goo in Julia Hart's eye. Disgusting. Sa- sorry that I read it. And uh, then, like, just beefed off. And uh, <laughs> I, frankly, I fucking loved this. I did, too. It was so funny to see those two sets of aesthetics, like, right next to each other. But it kind of made them both pop more. <laughs> you know, like, it's, like, against a background, like, where it really shows it off. I don't know. It was cool. I think all of us said the same thing in our group chat where like we all were just like, this is a weird horror movie thing. Mm -hmm. And it's right that it's like things that don't go together, but there is one context in your brain where you're like, that's where those things go together. (laughs) So it's kind of fun. And I just immediately went to a stupid little cabin in the woods place or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Julia was just like writhing on the ground. Griff Garrison (laughs) uselessly is like not even really going after Malachi is just being like, what am I going to do? Brian Pillman is wailing. He is so <laughs> upset. He is crying. <laughs> you know, it was just really good. I was shocked. Uh, I don't think it. I don't know what I think. I don't think anything. I just like it. It'd be That's really all. funny if that was a feud that like went on for a while. Or they really should do some kind of like cinematic match with those. One. Like it should just be like full horror movie because it was very funny with the like bright wrestling lights on them. <laughs> I know. Leah, tell us your thing you came up with. I desperately want the mist to like not just be like a weapon to have corrupted Julia. Mm. And so yes. then she comes back as like a corpse bride type. Mm. She's dyed her hair black. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> she's now she's now some, a matching goth uh you know 
accompaniment mm. to Falakai. She now goes by Darkheart. <laughs> <laughs> Do, will she be in this scenario? Has she become like his dark bride yes. or something? Yes. Mm. Oh hell yeah! They're, That'd be so I mean, much they are going to get. They are going to get in trouble for the age difference, I'm sure, but I don't mind. No. Uh, don't quote me on Imagine. that. Do not quote me on that. What I say on this show, don't say, don't talk. None of this is on the record. None of it's on None the record. record. Yeah, off the record, off the record. Imagine of all the problematic things that we have said in this podcast, we finally get canceled for Julia that Hart. Is what I'd get ca- that absolutely is what I'd get canceled for, is someone being like, Julia Hart is 20 and she is a child. <laughs> I can actually dark bride. That's like not even nothing real about that. Well, you, then you didn't see what was going on with that WWE storyline no, last actually, year that people yeah, were losing. People their were really, <laughs> it's not good. No, I know you know. I know you know. Uh, and then the final thing that we'll just quickly mention is that Hook is having his debut match on Rampage, which Sarah must have seen. Did she, she did say anything see, about that? She did say she said that people lost their shit about it. And again, people <laughs> listening Long to Island this boy. will have seen it. But we have not seen it, but you have seen it. So I hope that everybody listening had also popped because I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. I have a full like, this is like, this is a big boy band moment. That's yeah. how I feel about Hook's first thing. I'm like, it's, it is going to be like, it is going to be One Direction. With there that was- Robert Pattinson hair and that yes. tight white tank top. like A sleepy little team beat boy. <laughs> There's a meme going around of Taz being like, that's Hook right there. And like that has been <laughs> in my head for like <laughs> ever since they announced the match. I'm like, Hook, that's Hook right there. <laughs> uh, I cannot wait to watch that boy wrestle. I, I do need to see a picture of Hook's mother because the fact that he came out of Taz is just yeah. like crazy. But, but then you see pictures of him. Oh, oh, when you hunt them Taz? down like I did and you are like oh yeah that is Taz's boy he's covered in hair that's not really the thing but like it's <laughs> part of it we'll you know what we'll maybe we'll do a little hick, hick <laughs> hook, hook, <laughs> hook photo roundup on Twitter hmm. that could be fun and we'll show you guys some of the faces of something I think but is, maybe we won't something I think is very fun is that at least like once every couple weeks we're like and we'll just do this on twitter when we post it <laughs> i don't never do once it. No. have i done it <laughs> well neither have i though i forget as soon as i've said it i forget yeah. it so uh okay guys i've been Allie. i've been in and i've been leah and this is tunnel talk our show is produced by marjorie voinovich our theme is by chris Birkin. you can find us on twitter at tunnel talk pod and via email at tunnel talk pod at gmail.com please rate review and subscribe to us on itunes or wherever and come back next week